Hello animal lovers and welcome to episode 16 of the I Speak to Animals podcast. My name is Leslie Serenisi and I am a professional animal communicator, which means I can speak to animals. I've been fortunate enough to speak to many, many different kinds of animals in my career, starting off with a grizzly bear named Brutus. I was lucky enough to be asked to write an article for a magazine, which I did for five and a half years, and I decided that it was time to dust them off and share them with you. Each episode, I will share a different article with you. And if you hang with me until the end, I will share some backstories, some behind the scenes info, and things that couldn't make it into the article. So come on this amazing journey with me and share in my animal adventures. This article is called Animal Advocates, I Thank You. I am in awe of people that dedicate their lives to helping animals have a better life. My good friend Amy at the Montana Grizzly Encounter forgoes vacations and luxury items so that her bears have the best care. Bears can live into their 30s and 40s, so that is a long time to commit. Their newest rescue was a few months old when they rescued him, but Max is currently four years old. By the time he's 40, I'll be 96. Or hopefully I will be anyway, and hopefully I'll still be their official animal communicator. As an animal communicator, I'm truly blessed to be able to communicate with animals on a daily basis. But with that gift comes great responsibility, as I can't just listen to them. I must act on their behalf. I must be their voice for them, and I must be their advocate and their hope. This applies to all animals, in the wild, in shelters and sanctuaries, on the streets and in homes. Recently, I have witnessed two great acts of animal advocacy, each completely different, yet just as compassionate. It was magical to watch, and even better to see a wonderful outcome. Uh, spoiler alert. The first act I saw a couple of weeks ago had to do with a grizzly bear rescue sanctuary that I work with in Bozeman, Montana, called the Montana Grizzly Encounter. Interestingly enough, I wrote my first article for the magazine from that very spot, and it is a place that is near and dear to my heart. You may think that the act of animal advocacy I am speaking of comes from rescuing a grizzly bear from the wild, but that would just be their usual mode. This was much more urgent and disturbing. So the Montana Grizzly Encounter does not get any public assistance. They exist on donations and on their own merit of making money by having the grizzly exhibit and gift shop for the public to visit to see the bears in a more natural setting and to get bear education. But an unhappy neighbor did not like a new sign that the sanctuary put up in front of the Montana Grizzly Encounter and they called the zoning board and filed a complaint. The zoning board came 
and told the encounter that they were out of compliance with the 2006 zoning law. But the Montana Grizzly encounter was built in 2002 when there were no zoning laws and they were grandfathered into that 2006 when the new laws went into effect. The zoning board disagreed and told the Montana Grizzly encounter that they would have to remove every improvement that they have made since 2006. This included two bear dens that are the living quarters for two bears named Jake and Maggie. If Jake and Maggie had no dens, the chances were great that they would have to be euthanized. In addition, if the gift shop had to be removed, they would lose all of its potential for making revenue to support the bears and most likely the fate of the grizzly encounter would be to close. Closing would probably mean certain death for all five of the bears at the grizzly encounter. I was devastated. I called my friends at MGE and I offered to fly out to come for the hearing to plea for the lives of the bears. They asked me instead to talk to all the bears to make sure they were assured that everything in their, their power would be done to save them and their homes and they asked me to write a letter to the zoning board to plead their case and they asked me to listen in on all the hearing over the internet. I not only wrote a letter, but I asked all of my friends to write letters and all of my friends' friends to write letters. All other MGE supporters did too and they received over a hundred emails in an hour and almost broke their server. These letters, along with the testimony of many MGE supporters, were able to show up in person at the courthouse where entered into the record. The verdict was that all improvements that have been made since 2006 would be grandfathered in and they would be allowed to continue to operate as they do today. Jake and Maggie's dens and the gift shop and the new signs out front would stay. It was a huge relief for me and of course for MGE. The sad part is that they were dragged through all of this even when they were operating under the law. They did nothing wrong, yet an unhappy neighbor cost MGE $25,000 in lawyer fees and many sleepless nights worrying about their sanctuary and the bears that live there. But the bears are safe and that is priceless. The second act of animal advocacy I witnessed a week ago was from the Bissell Pet Foundation. They sponsored a Empty the Shelters Day at over 50 animal shelters in Michigan. Bissell Pet Foundation would pay the adoption fee for any pet adopted on October 22nd in an effort to empty the shelters and find these pets homes. All of the normal rules and regulations for adopting a pet were still in place with the exception of the fee being paid by the foundation. Now, how amazing is that? I myself could not resist participating in even the smallest way, so I talked to many of the animals to get them ready for their big day, and I gave them tips on getting adopted and gave them hope to hang on for the perfect family. Due to the Bissell Pet Foundation, over a thousand pets were adopted on that day. It does my heart good, and it renews my faith in mankind when we stick together to help animals. 
I want to thank all of those people who work to save animals and be advocates every day. It's not an easy job. In fact, it's usually heartbreaking, but they do it anyway. And for that, you have my heartfelt thanks and respect. So you probably all heard the story of my dog, Barney. And if you haven't, go listen to episode 12. Barney was living in horrible conditions, chained up 24 hours a day in Detroit for eight years. And a group called Chained rescued him after talking the owner into surrendering him to a rescue that could treat his heartworms and adopt him out, which is where we came in. These advocates go out in the winter to Detroit and Flint and find dogs that are chained up. They try to get the owner to surrender the dogs, but if they won't, they drop off dog houses and straw so that the dogs have a warm place and bad winter. They also build fences for people so that the dog can roam inside the fence instead of being chained up 24-7. So bad weather, tough chores, unhappy owners, sick dogs, and not-so-nice neighborhoods. These people, who are mostly women by the way, suck it up and do the right thing. I consider myself an animal advocate as a voice for the voiceless, but let's face it, I do it from the warmth and safety of my home office. I'm not out building fences in the snow. But advocates help in different ways. I mean, some are lawyers. Some actually care for animals. Some find them new homes and some talk to them to see how we can help. All types are important because all of these types care about the welfare of the animals. And some donate money, which is just as important as any of the other things. Those dog houses, that straw, those fences, those all cost money. And these groups need your help. Really, the most important thing of all is that the animals have someone to speak for them, to worry about them, to care for them, and to fight for them. So come back next week when we review an article I wrote in 2017 titled, All Wolves Are Not Big and Bad. This episode delves into how I spent the day with a pack of wolves and how they explain the pack dynamics and how it is ever changing. So until then, if you ever wondered what your pet is thinking, go to my website at ispeaktoanimals.com and book an appointment. Until then, love to you and all of your animals.